A slip on the snowy sidewalk in winter is a small thing. It happens to millions. A fall from a ladder in the summer is a small thing. That also happens to millions. The slip or fall produces a subluxation. The subluxation is a small thing. The subluxation produces pressure on a nerve. That pressure is a small thing. The pressure cuts off the flow of mental impulses. That decreased flowing is a small thing. That decreased flowing produces a diseased, not diseased, diseased body and brain. That is a big thing to that man. Multiply that sick man by a thousand, you can control the physical mental welfare of a city. Multiply that man by a million, you can shape the physical mental destiny of a state. Multiply that man by 130 million, and you can forecast and can prophesy the physical mental status of a nation. So the slip or fall, the subluxation, the pressure, the flow of mental impulses, and dis-ease are big enough to control the thoughts and actions of a nation. Now comes a man. Any one man's a small thing. This man gives an adjustment. The adjustment's a small thing. Adjustment replaces the subluxation. That is a small thing. The adjustment, <clears throat> the adjusted subluxation releases pressure upon nerves. That is a small thing. However, the release pressure restores health to a person. Right? That is a big thing to that person. Multiply that well person by a thousand, you can step up the physical and mental welfare of a city. Multiply that well person by a million, you can increase the efficiency of a state. Multiply that person, well person by 130 million, that was written in 1950s. So let's say multiply that well man by 250 or 300 million, you have a, produced a healthy, wealthy, and better race for posterity. That means forever. So the adjustment of subluxation to release the pressure upon nerves to restore mental impulse flow, to restore health, is big enough to rebuild the thoughts and actions of the world. This idea that knows the cause, that can correct the cause of dis-ease, disharmony, disconnection, is one of the biggest ideas known. Without it, nations fall. With it, nations rise. This is the biggest idea I know of. <clears throat> That's B.J. Palmer. Bigness of the fellow within. I think it was maybe 1949, I think, when that was written. Uh, that's from a green book. I don't know how many of you guys even know what green books are. But green books are the writings of B.J. Palmer, who was the developer of chiropractic. And if you want to read some of these green books yourself, I have given you them. If you go onto your Blackboard page, you see where it says green book folder? I've given you three, four different green books for no cost. I have the free PDFs for you. So please download them. <clears throat> if you want to read, if you really want to learn about chiropractic philosophy, please download them because that's where you're going to get chiropractic philosophy <clears throat> from. So let's talk about this. The big idea. Let me give you an example of the big idea. I've been in practice, like I said, for 33 years yesterday. Yesterday, patient comes into me with her brand new 15-day-old baby. I saw her throughout her almost her entire pregnancy, this mama, pregnant mama. The last time I saw her until before yesterday, which is about two, I guess 15 days ago, um, is, um, actually it was 16 days ago, is when she came in crying. So she's 39 weeks pregnant 
and she came in crying and she said to me, Dr. Rubin, I just came from my OBGYN, tears pouring down her eyes, and he said he thinks I'm going to have to do a C-section. He's probably going to have to, you know, induce. Uh, they're trying to V-back. You know what a V-back is? Anybody know what a V-back is? V-back. They type it in the thingy if, you're, if anybody's paying attention. What's a V-back? What is a V-B-A-C? A V-back is a vaginal birth after cesarean. So she's attempting a V-back. And her doctor's like, I don't think you're going to be able to do this. Uh, you're too old. You know, she's a geriatric, uh, you know, pregnancy. You're too old. And, uh, you've, you know, you, you're, you've got, we're close to 39 weeks. And the baby's measuring very, very large. And you have a small pelvis. And it's not going to work. And this and that. She's crying, crying, crying. I said, listen, you had a C-section last time, right? Yes. Okay. Um, you're, you're having a birth in the hospital, right? Yes. I said, how far would it be if you're in the hospital and you needed to have a C-section? She said, well, it's in the next room. I said, good, good try. What, what's the harm in trying? Tell your doctor you want to try, right? Right, because we have corrected the cause of dis-ease in her. Her pelvis was, you know, all misshapen. Her, her she had a high left hip and a high left shoulder and her hips were rotated. We had corrected that. With our adjustments, we corrected that. So she had a flat pelvis. She, her balance scales were even. Everything was perfect. I said, if you want to try to have a V-back, say, I want to try to have a V-back. That's what I came in here for. That's what I talked about. And I know that they say the baby is big. And I know that they say you're older and blah, blah, blah. But you can just try. And if you have to have a C-section, you just go from one room to another. And it's no big deal. Just try. Guess how long it took her to have the baby 15 days ago? Four hours. Four hours. V-back, four hours. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Why not? Why not? But here's the deal. How many people out there right this very second are being told the exact same thing, but they don't have a chiropractor in their team in their health supporting team, telling them, why don't you just try? You can do this. Your pelvis is lined up. You got no other risk factor. She's got no gestational diabetes. She's got no blood pressure, hypertension, nothing else going on. Just try. Right? How many people are like, well, the doctor said I have to do this, so I have to do this. Right? My job as a chiropractor is not just to push on backs, right? That's maybe part of what it is that I do to somebody once I do my full examination, right? But that is not what it is that I do. What I really do is I'm a coach and I'm a motivator in their corner, right? I'm saying, you can do this, you can do this, you can do this, right? That's what we're trying to be like, is we need to aspire to help our patients be better at whatever it is they need to do. <clears throat> That's why I do what I do. That's why I teach at Life University for 21 years. That's why I teach for the ICPA. I'm one of the ICPA main speakers since 2013. That's why I've been in practice for 33 years because I got a chance to change this mama and her little baby's life. And her little baby's life. Because kids 
born via C-section, unless there is an absolute necessity for it. Obviously, there's emergencies and crisis. But kids born via C-section have a higher risk of a lot of different issues. A lot of different issues. Autism, ADHD, asthma, allergies, respiratory problems. list goes on and on and on. You're raising the risk of, of, doing, of having kids with these issues if they're born via C-section. Now, like I said, of course, you're gonna have people, kids who need C-sections, crisis, emergency, heart rates plummeting, moms getting sick, whatever it is, or different story. Get the baby out, save the mom, save the baby. Understandable, that's where C-sections are beautiful and brilliant. <clears throat> but not this, well, I think you should have a C-section because your baby's too big. Oh, and listen to this, four-hour uh, labor, guess how big the baby was? Nine pounds. Nine pounds, four-hour labor. Pretty decent. Pretty decent. And she said to me, she said, I, I, I owe a lot of it to you. I owe a lot of it to you. And I, I said, no, no, no. This is you. This is you. This is your body. You're, you were smart. Got yourself here. Adjusted almost the whole pregnancy. Made sure your pelvis was level. <clears throat> that was you. That was all you. So understand the power of what it is that we're dealing with. Understand that, that the power of something that uh, my, my main teacher, see the course I'm teaching you today, right now, I was taught by Dr. Larry Webster, who is the founder of the ICPA, the founder of the International Chiropractic Pediatric Association. He taught me this class way back in 1989. <clears throat> and I remember when I graduated, that wasn't like kids weren't my big thing back then especially kids on the spectrum. That's my number one priority now is kids on the spectrum. It wasn't my big thing back then. But what I gleaned from Dr. Webster during his class was less is more. Less is more. So when I adjusted this mama to her cross of a whole pregnancy, did I try to do everything? No. I was I, Now, I adjusted what had to be adjusted, but I really focused Right? I had a focused adjustment to make sure that her pelvis was as open as possible and working as perfectly as it possibly can to make sure she had the best possible pregnancy and the best possible labor. Right, Less is more. But example of how I really, like my first several years of practice, I don't think I really got that. I don't think I got that in 1989, 1991, etc. But then I had a conversation with Dr. Webster back in 1995. When he said, to, I called him up, I said, Doc, I have this child on the spectrum and I really want to adjust him, but the kid's just like, and at that time, just like I know a lot of us are taught now at in clinic, you know, you find all these subluxations and you try to fix them all, right? So I, I got right PI and a sacrum and a L3 and a T10 and a T4 and a T1 and a C7 and a C2 and a C1. So let me just fix them all, fix them all, fix them all, right? So I was trying to do it with this little kid. And one thing you're going to learn over the course of your years, when you're dealing with a kid on the spectrum, they are generally not fond of high touch, especially touch from a stranger and especially sort of the kind of adjustments that we do are not typical for these kids, right? So I'm trying to adjust him, trying to adjust him, and he's like wiggling and moving and just not letting me do anything. And I call him, I said, Doc, what do I do? What do I do? And he said, less is more. He said, next time you see the kid, T10, that's it. 
I was like, what? You never even met the kid. How do you T10. That's it. That's okay. So the next time the kid came in, he lied down, which he was, that was good. And then I adjusted T10 and that was it. All done. Gave him a high five. And he looked at me and he was, he's minimally speaking. So he didn't say much, but he gave me a high five. And what happened was a complete reversal of our relationship, which before it was, he was pushing and running and jumping up and yelling and stuff. And what happened by just starting to adjust one area is I gained trust. I created safety. And as time went on, then I started adjusting more and more as he got more accepting of what we were doing. I was trying to do too much. That's what Webster set meant by less is more. Not that you never adjust the things that need to be adjusted, but less is more, right? Find it, fix it, leave it alone that Gonstead said, which is super important, probably didn't mean, if you think about Gonstead, he probably didn't mean find everything possible, right? Because Gonstead constantly talked about compensations, etc. And what I started finding is when I started adjusting the major areas, in it was T10 and him and Atlas and Sacrum, a lot of these other areas started kind of fading out because they were compensatory, right? So I want you guys to understand this as we're going into this quarter is less is more. Focus, focus is how you succeed. Focus is how you succeed in classes. Focus is how you succeed in OSCEs. Focus is how you succeed in board exams. Focus is how you succeed in practice. It's focus. It's not everything. It's not jack of all trade. It's focus. And especially when you're dealing with the more difficult cases, and all of you will experience more difficult cases, whether it's a kid on the spectrum, if you go into pediatrics, whether it is um, an athlete, you know, athletes, if you go into, into sports, whether it's extremity for extremity adjusting, whether it's geriatrics, whatever it is, you're going to come up upon difficult cases. And when you come up on those difficult cases, you come up on those challenging cases, you come up on the pregnant mama who comes in, who's a geriatric case and has a big baby, less is more. Understand how powerful that is. Right now, you're learning how to fix everything. But when you're dealing with the, tra- the more challenging cases, I want you to start coning things down. And then what's going to happen, you'll start extrapolating that to even your non-challenging cases. And you'll see that your, your results get better when you do less. Now, that doesn't, that doesn't mean not enough, right? Do what's enough, but less is more. And understand the principle to that and how it relates to... To this that I talked about here, the adjustment subluxation to release pressure upon nerves to restore mental health plus flow, to restore health is big enough to rebuild the thoughts and actions of the world, right? And understand, he wrote it here, the adjustment of the subluxation, not subluxations, right? So think about that, that less is more as we continue with this quarter.